Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Big Lee's Worlds Podcast. It is I, your host, Big Lee, coming to you once again back at the Boom Boom Room right here in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And uh, before I get started with my guest today, I want to thank everybody that went to BigLee'sWorld.com and picked up that new Big Lee's World t-shirt. I really appreciate the love and support on that. Uh, definitely make sure that any of y'all that haven't yet, go do that. Hit up BigLee'sWorld.com and uh, let's get let's see those streets covered in those shirts. And by saying that, I have with me today a good, close, personal friend of mine. Probably the person I've been trying the hardest to get on this podcast, but he's such a busy man. He's a Cape Girardeau legend, Mr. Johnny Thurman. How are you today, sir? Oh, man, I'm good, Lee. I'm actually very honored to be here. Thank you, seriously. Like, I'm glad I could make it. Well, I'm glad you could make it, too, even though you've been to the Boom Boom Room many of times. Oh, yeah, don't give away the address on here. <laughs> so let's go ahead and let's start this out with the recent life change that you've had. Mr. Thurman has moved. Finally, he has joined the elite of us and has made that switch from the Android to the iPhone. How's the iPhone life treating you, sir? It's, uh, it's new. It's, 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 I mean, I, I still think, uh, you know, Android was, is superior because I'm still getting used to having this, this Apple, but, <laughs> but, uh, no, it wasn't much of a, uh, it wasn't much of a change. It's, uh, pretty similar, like the layout, slides do everything. Was you the only one in your immediate circle that still had an Android? Uh, n- not actually, no. Uh, I have a few friends that are still pretty hardcore. Yeah, sometimes in life you just got to start disowning your friends that make poor life choices. Yeah, or run the group chats. I guess that's, <laughs> that's probably going to be the end of this podcast. I gotta just... <laughs> it's like, podcast over, I can go break up with all my friends now because they still have androids. Yeah, that would take, that would take a while. You know, I'm proud of you for probably switching. You, you, you know, you kind of drove your feet a little bit on it, but I'm glad you kind of joined the rankings of it here. There's still a few things I want to show you after we record this here with it, but... Yeah, I think it'd be nice to learn learn a few things that would be helpful. Um, you have you actually helped me a lot. I will say that. Lee is... Big Lee is definitely the uh, the main man to call if you, if you have a problem with any Apple device. He, uh, he can figure it out pretty quick. Uh... I was actually afraid he was just about to drop my phone number on here. That's why I was like, oh, man. <laughs> $20. He's like, $20 in his DMs, and he's going to drop the phone number. Get that DM. But, yeah, man, let, let's start kind of at the beginning here. Okay. Do you remember how we first met? No. You've told me the story plenty of times. I don't remember exact date or time. Man, I, I see where I rank in your life. You know, not that both of us have a god-awful terrible memory, as we were talking about before we started recording this. <laughs> but uh, I think the first time I met you, uh, there used to be this u- utopia here in Cape Girardeau known as Breakaways. And I believe you were slinging merch for a local band. Yeah, you're right. It was a Thorlock show. Yeah. We'll tell people that listen that may not know what Thorlock is. Uh, Thorlock, yeah, they were a uh, a local, I guess Cape Girardeau local, but some people will just say St. Louis local. They played there a lot because um, there's literally nothing between St. Louis and Memphis. Uh, pretty much, <laughs> we're it. Uh, but that's um, 
that they they were like a doom sludge kind of heavy rock band, um, and uh, the the goal was to play as loud as possible. And when they played some of the local bars, they would you know crank it up as loud as possible to see if see if they get kicked out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that show that happened, but I'm sure they were probably asking for the dancers. I mean, I think it's pretty hard to get kicked out of breakaways, so. It was. I miss that place, actually. I do, too. It's, hot Shots just isn't the same. Hot Shots is not the same. <laughs> I, tried, I don't remember the last time I Actually, no. I remember the last time we went there, me and a couple of buddies of mine, we went, and it took them forever to bring the check. We had to find a different waitress to find us, find, to bring us our check. And, uh, as we were leaving and going back from there, back, I think we were earlier there on lunch break, or just got off work and we're headed home. But we seen our original waitress was already walking home <laughs> in her, uh, as you called it, Hot Thoughts outfit. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say too much, though. Uh, I have a buddy that uh, manages there now. I think he's trying to turn it around best he can. Mm-hmm. He's been there a few months, but probably a year. By now, this year went by so fast. But Brandon, he uh, he's doing things. So, but I, I've only been in there like once <laughs> or twice. I, don't really I was gonna say I, it's been over a year since I've been in there. I do know that. I also don't get down to town as much as I used to because I I work out of town. And very busy. That's right. Even though you're the Cape Girardeau legend. I don't know legend. But uh, no, I mean. Let, let's let's talk. You know, you're a Cape Girardeau legend. Let, let, let's talk about the great city of Cape Girardeau, and probably one of the first things you know you talk about is downtown, and uh, it's crazy. Um, you know, being a larger dude with very uh, I don't want to say angry tendencies, but if something goes down, you know, we're not going to run from it, and uh, when he. And that's the problem, like, when you go to Cape, downtown, it seems like if you go downtown, everybody wants to fight, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you don't really have that problem, like, if I go downtown Nashville, downtown Chicago, downtown St. Louis, you don't have those problems, but downtown Cape Girardeau, why do you think that is? Uh, I would say, well, probably because Cape Girardeau is definitely... The kind of uh, cauldron or, or melting pot for all these surrounding small towns. You take people who are from a small town where their reputation means something more than anything, and they may have a certain last name, and they, they may even be held to a higher standard in their small town. Well, then they come here and rub elbows with someone who thinks they're, you know, the hot stuff in their small town, and you had a little bit of that uh, loud mouth soup, and mm-hmm. came over. And start fighting. Yeah, because the only real hot stuff in Cape is Thurman and I. <laughs> They'd have to put us together like like a hot stuff, like like pizza pockets. Mm-hmm. That'd be, yeah, me and you would be like pizza pockets. Yeah, that's exactly what it would be. <laughs> You'd be the cheese, and I'd be the pepperoni. Oh. That kind of reminds me of Beastie Boys. Uh, I mean, she's my cheese, and I'm from Pennsylvania. 
See, that's, I don't know, like, I feel bad. Like, I know a couple of the Beastie Boys songs, but it was never really anything I got overly into. You should change that. <laughs> He's like, I've got nothing else besides, you should probably change that. Yeah, no, for real. Beastie Boys did a lot for themselves, and that's a whole nother, gosh. The whole nother, the Rick Rubin talk, I mean, there's a lot of history with Beastie Boys alone. Yeah. They, they did, they, they did a lot, but. It is hard for some people to get into them, or they only know Intergalactic, or uh, you know, whatever. There's so, there's kind of a lot. There's a lot more songs. <laughs> but I'm thinking of like this age, you know, what I mean? nowadays, like right. you say Beastie Boys, they're not even going to know, you know, MCA Pass and what, whatever. And you know, they may know, but they're not going to. They're not going to know Brass Monkey. They're not going to know some of the other cuts from the beat cuts from back then that we used to hear on the radio all the time. Right. You know. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing, is it's like, no sleep, no sleep, right. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so I mean, like, I remember the old stuff, like, and it's nothing like a hatred or anything like that, or not a fan, it's just, it just, honestly, what I heard, I just never got into it. It's all, it, it's all, I mean, it's hip-hop, it, it, it wasn't right. rap, they, they were following the rules of hip-hop, of educating, right, or, or, or not just, not just uh, trying to entertain you, but... And, and that and that cadence or that delivery that those guys had it is a certain era, mm-hmm. and some people they aren't attracted to it, or it's a you know uh, kind of like beer or whatever. It's acquired taste, you know. You gotta, or you or you'll mature later and then go, wow, I was messing up. I really probably should have paid more attention back then, which I I probably do a lot now. Mm-hmm. You know, looking back at me, I met one with Sugar Hill Game. Sugar Hill Game, yeah, perfect example. Yeah, I mean, that's. That cadence, that that delivery, same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's I catch myself listening to a lot of that older stuff, but it's just something with the Beastie Boys. Like I just never, you know. But that's the same thing now. Like if you look at modern rap, like I don't get it. I think I blame a lot of it on you know. I, I said this a couple of years ago on Facebook status that we need to make rap angry again, mm-hmm. and I feel like. Instead, like I was listening, I have a Spotify playlist and uh, had a lot of the older rap songs I used to listen to on it. And uh, it was just like when you listen to it, it's angry rap that gets you fired up, or it's motivational rap that gets you like you know make more better yourself. Mm-hmm. You know that's hip hop. That, well, that's the, that was the goal. Right. Well, I mean, like, much further past, like, the 80s. I'm talking about, like, the mid-2000s. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, you look at even people like uh, Big Timers mm-hmm. and those first Jeezy albums. Mm-hmm. Like, you listen to that and you're just like, you know, quote a phrase, like, I'm ready to get my paper now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's about that. But now you listen to this rap that's out today and it's so depressing. And, and that's, that's a, I think that's the, the point. Like the sad rap, the, uh-huh. the emo, uh, like the, the, the rehashing the emo term again. That's I mean been around for so long, way before goth kids or whatever. <laughs> but you know, like it, it's yeah, it, it's become uh, more about your emotions and your you know, which I think is this kids the, the era of, of maybe grunge or 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 you know because. I don't know, Kurt and 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 Eddie Vedder and all that, and Lane Staley, they're all whining about something too, you know. Right. It's it's about creativity. It's about getting out your problems, but but uh, 
nowadays, yeah, it doesn't seem as, like you're saying, like as about capitalizing from being from the hood or doing something as, you know, go buy some land, go buy a business, you know, go flip this, go flip that, whatever it takes. It doesn't have that motivation. They just say, I already have it, mm-hmm. but I'm still bad. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Man, it's the thing also. Maybe maybe you're onto something there because I'm also not a big fan of grunge. Like, I do love Alice in Chains. Don't get me wrong. And a couple of those Nirvana hits. But once I started deep diving into Nirvana, I realized I wasn't that big of a fan besides the radio hits. I didn't like the depression part of it. But his, Kurt's whole point was to be anti-popular too, though. Right. I mean, you know, he was looking up to the Melvins and Mud Honey and some of these other sub pop bands from Seattle that they weren't famous. They were just famous for who, if you knew them, you mm-hmm. know. And then some of the desert bands and stuff. And so it, it, it you know, that that it was different for, for them to get that status. And ultimately, I, I think that's what he talked about a lot was not liking it. But again, that's kind of the rock star thing to do almost in the fact like you don't like it, you know. But he obviously had some issues. I mean, yeah, he married Courtney Love. That's that was a big <laughs> issue. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I just I just think like if my music's not motivational, then I need it angry. And I think that's how I move. You know, like and sometimes that angry is not always angry, right? If you listen to what they're saying, you know, like hardcore. Some of it's it's actually motivational, right? You know, and that was the thing. Like you know, I'm 34, so you know I was prime age for the new metal movement, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so a lot of those, like your corn, your Limp Biscuit, your Static X, like it had the, like the perfect mix of like anger, uh, yeah, and like the music behind it still just got you amped. But at the same time, it's like if I listen to like newer music from those bands, nah, it just doesn't have the same effect. I think they stepped away from the hook that was there, like in the rap rock. You know, uh-huh. you had to have that beat, that rhythm, that hook, I mean, you know, same with any single, but if you, if, if you didn't have that, it didn't have that funk that was keeping, you know, the, like you're saying, keeping your attention, if it started sounding just depressing or the same chords over and over, you know, right. I, I dealt with that too. I mean, when I was in high school, <clears throat> did y'all have electricity? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only 39, thank you very much. <laughs> 40 in February my new term. But yeah, that, um, if we, we had, I don't even know what I was saying. <laughs> there we go again with the memory. Thing. Right. But, uh, yeah, like, I mean, music, I, what I was saying, the sound of things, I, I, even then, Green Day was out, you know, and mm-hmm. there was that, an offspring, uh, had Smash out, and, and some of those bands were quote unquote punk, you know, mainstream punk, Right, but the evolution of pop punk. Yeah, and some of it I, I was okay with, but I remember when I first heard some Blink One Eighty Two song, like I liked "Damn It," but I didn't like some of the other later stuff. And but it wasn't really; it was the nasal singing and then the beat. Mm-hmm. But later, I got into more metal and then metalcore and hardcore, and then that beat comes back around that that fast, rhythmic, you know, 4-4 four, four or whatever, or I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that it, it's funny how you, you, you grow up and you, you learn to appreciate stuff that you may have been too immature to enjoy 
or look past, you know, right. open your mind to. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, especially talking about hardcore, like, that's the other thing I like about music is gang vocals. Ooh, Sing yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the positive thing. Yeah. That's where you get the crowd involved, yep. I'm always glad that you found hardcore. Yeah. It, it took a minute to get me there, but I got there. All it took was some of my favorite bands at the time to start really selling out. You know, well, here's the thing. You laugh. Like Throwdown and Tech. Well, not Tech. Throwdown definitely went more metal. They were hardcore. Right. Got more to the metal. Yeah, well, I meant, I was going to say more along the lines of bands that I got to listen to when they were first starting out. And then as they got more mainstream, I just, it lost it for me. And, I, you know, the biggest example was Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah. You know, I got to see Five Finger. When uh, their their first album that came out the way of the fist, and you're talking like 200 people at pops to see them in this moment, bury your dead and another dark day, and that was the thing. Also, bury your dead. Yeah, with our program. Yeah, and that's the thing though. Like I look at those tours that I got to see them on, and uh, before they started selling out, like they took out. I saw them one time with Shadows Fall. Actually, I think it's same with Fives with Shadows Fall. You know, they took out Otep. They took out God Forbid. Oh, wow, yeah. So, like, they were taking out these two cents. God, that was a band that was so good, but it just never clicked. I guess they never got popular or whatever, but, God, they were so good live. If you've ever listened to two cents, check them out. Like, they're amazing. But um, the last, uh, I think the last tour I actually went to see them on, they did, it was, they had sold I mean, they had really ma- went mainstream and sold out, but it was the last tour. It seemed like they were taking out bands with, uh, um, like harder, harder edge bands. So, like I remember it was called like Trespass America and it played at the hockey arena in Nashville. Oh, wow. But you're talking like, it was a weird mixture. Cause it was like five finger death punch course was a headliner. It was kill switch engage. When Jesse came back, Trivium, Pop Evil, and then you went to uh, Amir, God Forbid, Battlecross. So it's like you had, that's, yeah, like that's one. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that's a crazy cool. Yeah, and wow. uh, it was just like you had all this going on, and you're just like, oh wow, this is really good. And then after that, you know, it's kind of like. They really started doing more and more of the radio rock, and and it just kind of pushed it away. And then, and, and that's when you make it feel like it's a, a sellout versus a right, yeah. And you know, at that time, like I'd already, you know, I already start getting hate brief, like stuff like that, moving that way. And then I don't know how I came across it. I don't remember if it was just a random YouTube uh, recommendation or what it was, but uh, it, they had suggested a terror keeper of the faith. And then once I heard it, like, it was game over, like. Were you listening to the Acacia Strain at the time already? No, I found the Acacia Strain after I found the Okay, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Cause they were a good crossover, too, yeah. for a lot of people to start finding. Cause, I mean, I saw them, actually, when Danielle and I started dating. I took Danielle, my, <laughs> my wife, to Pops, to see Terror and Acacia Strain. I think it was 10 years ago or 9 years ago recently, and Terror... Actually, they, they, they had to. Uh, they got pop shuttled down for, you know, stage 
killing and mm-hmm. crowd killing, stage diving, whatever you want to call it. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Terrace was about barred from every venue in St. Louis. Yeah, which is stupid. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I, I get both sides of it, but, it, you know, that that's the whole point of that band, and bands have done way worse at Pops, you know, and it was on the second side stage anyway. Come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, Sutter like, tells you there's only like 50 to 75 people exactly, there. Exactly, yeah. But, I don't know, I, uh, earlier when you said sell out, I I, I, I thought it's kind of funny, but I, I mean, I get what you mean by that, but mm-hmm. I also understand, like, it. I, we were talking about this the other day, is, is bands do, it, it's hard for bands sometimes after their sophomore release, or sometimes even their 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 first offering to to Keep the same sound and be profitable. Yeah, yeah I mean, because they, especially bands that have been, you know, probably been bands for years, they've just took every, the best stuff they've ever written in all those years and put it into this, you know, mm-hmm. album. And then you expect them to dump that out again or, you know, a label wants this or they get the hype. And But there's so many, you've been to enough shows and been to enough tours and, and you should, I'm surprised you're even shocked by it even now sometimes, but. That's why you're getting those mixtures of, of shows. Right. Because it's, one, I mean, bands are and labels are open-minded enough to not just send out a, a crew just from their label. There's mixed label tours now and packages. And that, that makes it fun for the fan, too. Right. You know, and I, I think that kind of thing is what leads bands to get that uh, reputation, like you're saying, to mm-hmm. where someone goes... Oh man, they you know they sold out or they changed their sound, and, and it's hard because it's kind of the, the goal is to get popular and make money. But there's like that gray area. What makes them you know? But that's I, a long time. Like <laughs> I will say one. That's, that's a big. That's a big. I will say it's one of my favorite shows I got to go to was in Chicago yeah. when uh, Amir and the Acacia Strain ended their beef. Oh yeah, and they yeah. did the Eternal Enemies tour. I remember you messaging me about going that show. Yeah, and you said no. No, I had something going on. I would have went. You were like, no, that's too rough. It's too dangerous of bands <laughs> to see live. Pretty sure. <laughs> We've gone to harder shows. I got to go see Conway Twitty. I would have went to see Conway Twitty. Honestly, I don't know much about Conway Twitty besides the fact like they do the Family Guy jokes with them. I, I mean, I know, I, I, I know, I know a little bit about it, but yeah. As uh, Mr. Thurman walks away from the microphone, he throws his monster can in the trash. At least they didn't leave it in the floor or throw it at the microphone. Or it wouldn't I, be the first. Should I just crunched it? <laughs> just crush it and throw it in the microphone. Yeah. Stomped it down on your neighbor's lap. Yeah, the death metal stomp there. But yeah, we kind of ventured off on the. Off-beaten path there, which, you well, know, kind of, yeah, <laughs> I mean, which kind of, you know, is what we do here at the Big Leagues World Podcast, because we all know I can't stay focused on anything, Segway. and, you know, that's where I should have had the soundboard. Oh, yeah, the soundboard, yes, Mr. Thurman was going to use a soundboard for this, but that seemed like a lot of work, so I don't know why we didn't do it, but, bam, 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 bam. See, awesome. there you go, I we could have done that right there, see, you could just go ahead and do that, you know, just. And when, when you uh, when you announce them, so the point of this was going to be 
you know, we met at the Thorlock show. There wasn't many people there, so we was able to chit chat. Yes. Although he wouldn't talk to me until after I bought a t-shirt. <laughs> and actually, I think I still have that t-shirt back home. Awesome. I think. I might have to look and see next time I go down there and see uh, if it's still there. But, uh, you know, we started talking, you know, at the show. We realized that, you know, we had a lot of interest. We mm-hmm. was both from the sticks. We both are from south of the Benton Hills. Right. As some people say. And, uh, you know, we hung out afterwards and stuff like that. We met up downtown, things like that. But then we finally made our first road trip together. Do you remember the first road trip we took? Was it to Memphis? It was to the big city of Memphis, Tennessee. Yes, it was. To the New Days of Theater. Yeah, to Gus's Chicken. We did. We went and seen. They let me leave with my 40. They let you leave that with your 40. The, that was the best chicken in 40. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a good time. And then we went to the New Daisy Theater, and who did we see? Uh, Amir, uh, born of Osiris, right? Yep. Uh, I think Defiler. Yeah, I don't know any other bands. But <laughs> I, just remember, I, just, I remember that. And we talked to Frankie out back. Yeah, we went and talked to Frankie out back. Yeah. I think you patted him on the stomach and told him he was looking good. Maybe. You don't remember that? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, because you patted him on the stomach. He's like, man, you're looking good. He's like, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I've been working out. But then, do you remember what happened after that? And we thought we were going to get robbed in Memphis. Man. Old Man Thurman's thinking here about I'm it. thinking. I remember us walking to your car. Yeah? Yeah. From the And the New Days, it was by the little police station there at one point, but then we walked the other way, right? No. No, we parked back there. No, we parked by the venue. Remember, we went to Crystal's afterwards because somebody wanted Crystal's. Oh, <laughs> We were sitting in the parking lot. We were sitting in the drive-thru. Yeah. And like, the guy tried to walk up to the car. That's right. Yep. And then we they made us go over to uh, park. Mm-hmm. We could get our food in the parking lot. And they tried to come up to the car again. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That was... We, uh, we Also, that was the day we saw the, the little S10 truck with the big wooden tailgate that said Big Dirty. I don't remember this. The only reason I remember that is because... That that random picture has been on my SIM card <laughs> for years, and I've transferred phones over since then. And uh, it, it popped up one day, and it <laughs> took me a minute to to realize what you know. I was like, "What is this from?" And and I saw the Tennessee tag, and I knew right then that that's that that's what it was. Oh man! That good night with Big Lee in, in, in Memphis. In Memphis, Tennessee. Tennessee. And then, after that, well, a couple months later, we met up down in Nashville, Tennessee. We did go to Tennessee again. To go see Juicy J, Project Pat, and this up-and-coming rapper nobody had heard of. Oh, yeah, that's right. By the name of Travis Scott. Travis Scott opened that show. That's right. No, uh, what's-his-face opened well, Project, Project Pat. Pat opened yeah. Yes, that's true. And, and then the little DJ sets between everything. Yeah, and then Travis Scott came out. Things I remember most from that show was Travis Scott tried to do a wall of death, and the crowd was not having that. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. I 100% forgot about that, and I re- but I do remember it now. I and sure do. They, uh, I remember that. I remember just like meeting Travis Scott and getting to talk to him in between the sets. He was a super cool dude. That's cool you got to talk to him. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I got to pick with him. 
You know, a lot more of what you paid for is the other way around. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, now look at day it's like, oh, wow, I got to pick with Travis Scott. That's a, I mean, that's more important than Juicy J. <laughs> I mean, right. Juicy J is held to a higher standard, but you might get a little bit more hype or whatever you want to call it, clout. You need some of that clout. Right. On the internet. Right. Be like, listen to the Big Leagues World podcast where he has met Travis Scott. <laughs> but uh, I remember that. And uh, you remember the girls fighting over the, his shoes, over uh, Juicy J's shoes? Where, like, he would take a shoe off and he'd throw it on one side of the stage and then throw it on the other there. And then I remember after the show, like, there was a fight out in the middle of the front. It was at Marathon Music Works. Yeah, Marathon. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah. Yeah, it was. You're right. The, right, Like, right off to the left. Right when yeah. you walked out. <laughs> Your brain, blow, you blow my mind with what you remember. Yeah. I, I remember the facts of yesteryear, but five minutes ago. Yeah, like why are you here? <laughs> I don't, I don't know why I'm here. I, oh, I'm here to get that charger because I switched to Apple and Big Lead. What he did is he told me to come by to get this adapter that that I could use in my car that charges and has an auxiliary port because Apple doesn't have an auxiliary port <laughs> because it's 2020. They don't care about music. You know, most people I just can't use Bluetooth. Bluetooth in my 2008 Honda Civic. You can if you buy the Bluetooth adapter for it. Anyway, yeah, you're right. Technology. But he got me in here and he trapped me in, and now I'm talking about music. Right. And uh, Or that good old uh, biscuit house. Ooh. That was some good eating. Oh, man. Now we're going back to food in Nashville. Yeah. That biscuit place was awesome. Oh, it was. Uh, oh, Nashville Biscuit House. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just trying to think what I what I got that one that day. I had something extra with the biscuits and gravy I ordered. Oh yeah. I don't remember what it was. I remember whatever I had was like eggs, a sausage, and biscuit, and it's all smothered in gravy. Yeah. Did you ever make it down to Loveless Cafe? No, but I've seen you post about it. I was wondering if you ever made it down. There's some good eating there. It's in Union? No, where's that? Oh, in Nashville? Yeah, it's outside of Nashville. I think it's by Franklin. Oh, Franklin's a nice area. I think it's by Franklin. Um, I could be completely wrong about that. I know it's outside of the city. If I didn't go with you, I don't think I'd be. Okay. Then, uh... I sightsee you with with Big Lee. He takes me to the... He introduced me to Gus's Chicken. Right. I mean, I knew it was there, but he he. Mr. Chair. Thurman don't feel safe going to these new places, so he needs to make sure Big Lee's with him to make sure he can sneak his forty out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's see how many discounts Lee will try to pull out of the waitress before we even get our drinks to the table. That's right. Hey, I'm all about that hustle, <laughs> so I don't listen to emo rap. I have to listen to old school hip hop because <laughs> I gotta be reminded of that motivation to that get that paper. Prime time, grind time. Hey, man. Bang, I'm, bang, bang. I'm telling you. Like, I follow this site. It's called Slick Deals. And you'd be surprised some of the stuff you can get on there. Slick Deals. Yeah. I think it's like slickdeals.net. Is it like Wish? No, no, no. <laughs> you don't buy actually through there. They uh, they post like special. like It's like a user forum. But like people post their specials. and Or like people find specials and. They post it there. Okay. So you'd be surprised, like... It's not like that Bezo, that crap right here. 
No, huh? no, no. Like, you still go buy it at the actual store or stuff like that. They just tell you where the deals are at. Oh, cool. So, yeah, all right. So, it's they like, search of your online coupon, and they all... Right. Yeah, okay. I feel you. That I'm reminds familiar. me, after we record this, I'll tell you about yesterday's ordeal at the Walgreens. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That yeah. sounds good. But I'm telling you, man, go to Slick Deals. Uh, they actually follow me on Twitter. Oh, man. Shout out, Slick Deals. Yeah, shout out to Slick Deals. If y'all want to save some money, listen to... Uh, or listen, go look at their website, slickdeals.net, or on Twitter, and uh, you'd be surprised on the stuff you have. And that's not even a paid ad. That's just, like, being honest there. Oh. I check it multiple times throughout the day. There used to be a website I used to go to back in the day. And I always had a, a cheap item every day. eBay? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That doesn't matter. But anyway, I'll, I'll try to remember it and tell you. Spoiler, he's not going to. <laughs> or it'll be a text message at like 4 in the morning. He's like, hey, I remember what it is now. So. But yeah, uh, I think after that, like, uh, you know, we kind of stayed around the area for a bit. And I don't think we had another trip until uh, we made that lovely train trip to Chicago. We did a St. Louis trip, I think. Did we? We went to St. Louis and had, actually, maybe we both were in St. Louis. One time we ate Gus's chicken together. Oh, that was after the Chicago trip. trip. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You might be right. Yeah, I think it was after that. Because I think any time I tried to get you to go with me to a show, you were like, no, I'm, t- I'm too elitist to go to that. I'm too, elite- I'm too elitist to go see Four Today and Hate Breed. No, I'm not. I am not. I'm too elitist to go see Smash Mouth. And Smash Mouth was in Tunica. It was one of the best shows I've ever been to. <laughs> I watched the singer Smash Mouth run off stage and go make out with these old women in the crowd. Say Smash Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he was going to probably smash something else after that. Bam, 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 bam. Or whatever. I need that sound. Yeah. He tried. So anyways, we went to Chicago, man. We took a train. We did. We did take a train for the first time. I've never been on a train. Well, I had been, but... I'd never taken the train to Chicago, to Union Station. It was around Christmas. They had a big, big old tree. It's got the parental advisory. You're okay. All right. Big ass fucking tree. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and and we got. I got a picture in front of it. Yeah. He's got that picture. That was a good time. It we rode an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we rode an Uber. Well, I meant like that was the first time. Really? I think I'd used, in the major city, like, used Uber, I think, like, mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So, that was cool to me. Whatever. And that sick hotel that was hidden off in the middle of nowhere? That was a cool hotel. I miss that place. That place was nice. Like, actually really nice. And Inex- inexpensive. It was. And it was really secure. Mm-hmm. Like, the entrance. And then I remember the only weird thing was everyone had to cut the, u- everybody that pulled in, all our taxis and stuff, always had to, like, turn around and weird. Yeah. Because of that, where we were at. But, or the, not that mattered, but that was it. Like, they couldn't talk. Hotel this. Chicago in the Medical District. Yeah, man. What if that mean? Didn't we have bunk beds? Was it bunk? Yeah. No, it was bunk beds. It yeah. was bunk beds. That's what made it awesome. Yeah. We went to Chicago, slept on some bunk beds. I just wanted to finally say I'd been on top of leave. A lot of people do. You're right. Maybe. Just saying. I don't, I don't know you. I don't know what people... I don't 
Let's open your DMs live on the uh, on the podcast. Well, live for us, but not. Oh, I was gonna say like I mean live I, I don't think my DMs are that exciting because it's mostly hey I'm such and such I wrestle out of here I would love to come wrestle for Anna Fight Underground, and it's like no. In this press pack. No. <laughs> Dude, no, I mean, that's what you have to do in 2020. If you want to get booked, like, you got to message the page. They got to send a resume. This ain't backyard wrestling. That's right. This is real deal Holyfield. This CW. No, this is not. I mean, no, I'm sorry. This is Anna Underground Anna Fight Underground. Thank you. A-F-U. My apologies. Hashtag F-U Anna. You are so ill. I was like, okay, he lost us here. In the 6-1-8. And the six one eight. I may have to use that. That's that's what we used to say back in the day. I used to go to shows, you know. Man, lots of shows. Anyway. <laughs> More music talk. I don't feel like talk about music anymore. That's what we do here. That's what we do here. Yeah. Unless we're gonna talk about that big Anna Fight Underground show coming up February twenty fifth at Anna, Illinois at the quick skating rink. The, <laughs> the vision, Big Lee's belated. Birthday bash. Ooh, ah. You gonna come out to it? No. (laughs) Maybe. Oh, it's your birthday bash. Yeah. It's five days after my birthday. Yeah. February 20th is my birthday. Same day as Big Circle Background to Kurt Cobain. (laughs) Or Cindy Crawford. That's a good one, too. She was a big thing in the 90s. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't tell okay, you. Okay. I couldn't tell you why Cindy Crawford was famous. Was, I barely remember the name. She. Oh my gosh. She was a supermodel. Okay. Like Pamela Anderson or. Oh, I remember Pamela Anderson. Yeah, I bet. Or Kathy Ireland. Or I don't know who that is. Another. I, there you go. That's okay. Did she like Jenna Jameson? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I don't think so. Oh, man. That's different. It's a different kind of model. Those are the best models. Mattress models. That's right. But, uh, yeah, going back to Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, we had Gus's again. Ah, yes, we did. Yeah, and you wouldn't leave the ball. <laughs> I remember I remember that. You remember a lot. I do. Because <laughs> I remember standing outside waiting on you. To come, come out of the bar. Come out of Gus's. Because what was different from that Gus's versus the other is like that Gus's stayed open until I think at least midnight. Uh-huh. And uh, you were still in the bar chit-chatting, to say the least. That's what I do. I know. And then I, I, I think we uh, walked a good, what, mile, mile and a half? Probably. To get back to our hotel because we, I don't know why we didn't Uber. I think we thought we knew where we were and we didn't. I remember us going to the 7-Eleven. City blocks are a lot bigger than, than town blocks. This is true. That I think that's what it was. We were like, oh, it's only two blocks. Four blocks, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, four blocks is like each one of the quarter of a mile. <laughs> you remember going to the uh, 7-Eleven? I don't know. Yeah, we went to the 7-Eleven. They had like a cool arcade there. Yes, I do remember that. It was like a travel station looking 7-Eleven in the middle of the city. Yeah. Or at least the inside. Yeah, but that's not where the arcade was. The arcade was back, what was it, the West Loop? Kind of catty-cornered from uh, Kuma's? 
Yep. The Barcade. Yeah. You remember the Barcade? Yes. Cause we, uh, yeah, I remember all that. Cause we saw the sign for it outside Kuma's. When we went to, anyway, right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Because I talked about the place in Kansas City that I had gone to when I would do the tattoo convention. Mm-hmm. There was a barcade there. That we were going to but all in all, it was a good weekend. We saw Hate Breed. We did. Dying Fetus. Code Orange Kids. Code Orange Kids. And Twitching Tongues. Twitching Tongues. Where I finally got to see Mr. Thurman have a mark-out moment. A mark-out moment? Yeah. And, uh, I saw a guy in a soul fly shirt while we were there. <laughs> That's what I remember. I was no, some dude that was playing with Twitching Tongues or something. Oh, oh, oh. One of the guitar players used to play in, uh, in a, did a side project with, uh, with a member of Blaster. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. I remember, yeah. Um, and that great. Song. I don't think he's ever done anything else aside from that, but yeah. Okay. It was, it was still fun. And then uh, afterwards, going to get that great food across the street, that hot dog stand. Pizza puffs and, and some other stuff, yeah. You got to have a pizza puff late night in Chicago. It's like a, you have to. All I remember was getting a hamburger. Well, that works too. Well. But if I'm usually not getting fried chicken, I'm getting a hamburger, so. My favorite thing to get in Chicago is Portillo's. Ah, yes. I remember the Portillo's. Italian beef. Dipped, crinkle cut fries, and extra large. The best thing about Portello's is the shake. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, it's either yes or no. It's it's a it's it's a whole thing. It's a combination. But they they have a Portillo's now in they they have had one now in Bloomfield Normal, which is like Bloomington. Hours, or yeah, sorry. Bloomington. Bloomfield is outside Dexter. It is. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we stayed a couple of blocks over from it. Uh, when we went to, uh, me and my buddy Justin Lane, we went uh, 2019 up there to Schomburg to go to StarCast. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? That reminds me. We also went somewhere else while we were in Chicago. We went to the Wrestling Tees place. We did go to the pro wrestling team place. you got some Japanese wrestling stuff. And I did. Something for... Uh, got some rape. CM Punk, I think, right? Maybe? No. No, no we talked about CM Punk because I think he's... He's from there. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, we picked up some Bullet Club merch and some... Uh, picked up some Raven merch while we were there. Once yeah. again, it's kind of crazy I can remember that, but can't remember five minutes ago. But yeah, we've had some pretty well big endeavors, but... The biggest endeavor you're involved with is Mr. Johnny Thurman, the Cape Girardeau legend, his tattoo artist. Ah, yeah, that is my... Did you forget? Uh, no, <laughs> no. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lifestyle, man. I, I, can't get a, I can't forget. I can't get away from it. <laughs> How'd you get started in the business? Man, I tell this story a lot. Um, it, it's kind of... It, well, there's a few different ways you can look about it, but... Long well, I hope if you tor- told the story enough that there's only one way well, you got. No, I just—I mean, there's there's a few different avenues as to why I started working at the shop. Um, was it Electric Avenue? <laughs> yeah, Electric Tattoo Machine. Um, but no, I um, I'd always been into drawing. I'd always been into art. 
Um, I, I was drawing flyers and doing stuff for bands and little, you know, just little things. Uh, make some extra money, whatever. Um, I was living next to the shop. I was getting tattooed a little bit. And uh, I was friends with plenty of people in the shop. And, and, uh, and, and most everyone else that was tattooing in town. And it was kind of one of those things that sort of fell in my lap. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say I was searching for it. But it was an opportunity that was given to me, and I just I took it and ran, you know. Um, and I'm 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 very thankful that that happened. It's not very often that you know I guess it, that that you know 30 years old people find a, a life changing mm-hmm. career or or what they're really going to do for the remainder of their life. But you know I'm I'm glad I've I've been in it since 2011 and. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to quit anytime soon. That's for sure. <laughs> so yeah, so you did your your training here in Cape, but mm-hmm. your big claim to fame is what happened once you left Cape. That was claim to fame. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not what you did yesterday; it's what you did today. Ah, I see. Okay, I know that's a good. You're right. That's a very good, don't make me bust out the deep quotes here like yeah. earlier. Hey, that's a, that's deep. <laughs> That's, that's a good PMA, though. It, you're right. I mean, it's it's a. What I get what you're getting at. Like, um, life changed a lot more uh, because I, I I moved closer to. I started working closer to home. I didn't move. I, I stay in Cape, but I I started working closer to home, uh, and I I started working with with uh, with Thomas and, and and we rebranded the shop. And, and it really just kind of grew from there. And I think that it helped. Yeah, it helped my career substantially. I mean, um, which I, th- I think that's to say for almost anyone that's creative. Being around others who mm-hmm. inspire you or you can learn from is always a, a positive. And if, if, if you're not, you know, if, you're, if it's stagnant and you're not getting anywhere, you're not, you're not ever going to grow, you know? And so... So you said you rebranded the shop. What did you rebrand it as? Well, it was uh, Working Class Tattoos, and the shop name now is True Hand Tattoos. Um, and it's been that name for five years now. Yeah. So True Hand Tattoos is in Sykes, Missouri, correct? Sure is, Sykes, Missouri. What's One, the address there? 112 North Kings Highway Street. 112 North Kings Highway Street, Sykes, Missouri. Super easy to get to. Yeah, the True Hand Tattoo. Right there by the old downtown, correct? It is right downtown. That's on, right. On the brick roads, the original downtown. Close to Kirby's, right? Directly across the street. Uh, we share a parking lot with Jeremiah's. You can't miss us. Look at that. And you said you've been there five years now? I've been there six years in October. Six years in October? Mm-hmm. Like 2021 or 20? This past October. Okay, six years. That's, That's awesome, man. Year. Mm-hmm. So you've built a pretty solid uh, clientele base. Oh yeah, definitely. I love my clients. Like they, they definitely got they have my back a lot. Awesome, a lot. <laughs> but uh, not just have you built that reputation at Cape, you've built it in Sykes and the local area as well. So much enough that not just at True uh, Hands that you tattoo, you also travel and tattoo, correct? Oh yes, yeah. Um, uh, definitely doing guest spots. Um. The fun, the fun part about that is, is getting out and meeting new people, uh, getting out of your comfort zone, uh, expanding 
your mm-hmm. clientele into other states or other markets, and 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 it's fun. Um, you know, being able to where, just where all have you traveled to? I have been to uh, Illinois, um, Tennessee. Uh, gosh, Kansas. <laughs> I mean, I, the sur- just the surrounding states. But, okay, uh, but yeah. Mostly Illinois. Um, I, I worked in Benton, Illinois, a couple times at Wren City Tattoo. Um, but uh, I've, I've been offered to, to tattoo in a few different places. Mm-hmm. I, I want to try to do that next year. Uh, hopefully, if, if, if COVID allows, I'll be able to expand my horizon some more and just travel a little more. Uh, especially Chicago. I have a lot of friends up there, but I want to try to see Ohio and maybe maybe some more. Okay, awesome. And uh, I lost my train of thought there, so it happens when you get old. <laughs> so do you do, do you just tattoo out of the office and travel? Like, do you ever just try to do, like, tip stations? Like, do you ever tattoo out of the house? Or? <laughs> no. Uh, when, you have, when you have a license, uh, that's kind of considered malpractice. Really? At that point. Yeah. Uh, it, it would just it'd kind of be like a doctor, you know, trying to perform surgery at his house. Granted, he has the skill to do it, but it's not lawful. It's it, it's it's extreme. It's a uh, not safe, sanitary, um, and so you know, it, it's not it's not good. So, mm-hmm. uh, I have I mean I have tattooed uh, like when you tattoo at conventions in other states, you can purchase a temporary license for that state, or um, some states don't require that you do that. You know, you just work in house as a guest mm-hmm. artist, and so. Um, there's, there's options, you know, either way. So the best way they can uh, get a tattoo from you is go down to True Hands at 112 North Kings Highway in Sykes, correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly where you'll find me. Um, is there anywhere online they can see your work? I was just about to say that. I, you can also find me on most of your social media platforms. Uh, Are you on Parlor? I, I, I don't <laughs> know what Parlor is, but I... I uh, <laughs> I'm on. I am on uh, you the, know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You know, Snapchat, the bird, the book, the gram, the bird, the book, the gram, the ghost, the ghost. It's it's all there. Um, uh, my handle is at Johnny T five seven three. But Instagram really is what has my portfolio. It's more current, um, and and it, it works right now. Uh, I'm also working on having getting a, a fan page or something set up on Facebook possibly that would be a landing spot for new clientele mm-hmm. and easier contact me. I can help you set that up. That would be awesome. I've set up a few in my day. I bet you have. <laughs> pretty good at it. So, but yeah, I, uh, I, the, the, but the best is just come by the shop, have a consult. You know, when you want to get a new tattoo or any tattoo, it's always best to go in person, mm-hmm. meet the artist, look at their work. That's at 112 North Kings Highway in Sykes, Missouri. 112 North Kings Highway, Sykes, Missouri. In the old downtown, True Hand Tattoo. True Hand Tattoo, downtown, Sykes, 63801. Our roads are made of brick. <laughs> that's right. It actually is. Uh, that's no joke. I don't know why they did the old downtown Sykes in that way. When I used to live there, I always thought it was intriguing. Um, I believe someone, I could be wrong about this, but I think there's, there's actually some proof about it but i believe there was an 
old brick factory in Poplar Bluff or somewhere in that area that mm-hmm. burned down or had whatever an issue. And they used a bunch of those bricks to pave a bunch of the roads in, okay. in, in, the, in the town. So tell me a couple crazy uh, tattoo stories. I know uh, you've done uh, you tattooed a couple of bands, correct? Bands, yes, I've tattooed a few bands. Um, uh, I I used to tattoo. Um, I was I was good friends with the band uh, Let Live for a while. Um, they they've recently broke up in the past few years, but their singer and not because of his friendship though. No, no, no. no. Um, but I was cool with their tour manager and. Um, when they would when they would tour and come around the Midwest, I would tattoo those guys. Um, I've tattooed a few other band members uh, on Wolf Tour, um, and, and it's always fun. It, it's it's just it's it's not even it, it's not even like business at that point. It's more about just you know earning that free expensive uh, ticket to the festival. That's what it was. Yeah, get, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd get to. You know, be put to work and <laughs> hang out. No, it's it was fun, like hang out with friends, and I, I did. I got to meet a handful of bands back then that were really fun, and we still stay in touch with some of them. So it's okay, rad. cool, super rad. Now I know it's pretty uh, basic or generic to say, you know, what's the craziest tattoo you've done, but what would you say is the most extreme? Extreme is in the as in the subject matter of the tattoo. Extreme, like, uh, that was the best way to put it. Placement? Kind of, well, let's say extreme placement and extreme, like, design. Like, okay. something that was just, like, out there. And you're just like, what? Why? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, there's a couple of those. Um, there was, uh, one of them, uh, the whole, the whole thing was crazy. The, the subject matter was just a wasp. Like mm-hmm. an in- insect. The insect, not the 80s band. Yes, the, the insect. Uh, she wanted she wanted the wasp pretty much as far as you could go below the belt. Mm-hmm. Like it's stinger just hanging out, you know. And uh, she called ahead of time. <laughs> called the shop and just said, hey, this is what I want. And, and one of the people at the shop was like, I'm not doing that. You know, I was like, I don't care, you know. It, doesn't bother me, you know. So, to me, I just look at those as just new learning experiences, <laughs> no matter what it is, you know. Um, I, I have also had uh, a guy named Brian. Um, that he's a cool guy, really cool guy. He's a friend of the shop. He was up there in the shop one day as I was going through tattoos, and there was just randomly this vector of a, of a woman giving birth to a child. And I was like, here you go, Brian. Here's what you get tattooed next, just jokingly. And, you know, so he one-ups my joke and says, well, if I did that, I would get it to a fucking chicken. So Brian came in one day on his birthday and received a tattoo on his rib of a woman kind of squatting down on top of a bucket of KFC chicken birthing a baby. Not just a bucket of chicken, but a bucket of KFC chicken. KFC chicken. Uh-huh. Well, I thought... Not Jay's chicken. No. I just thought, you know, it gave it a little more... He said... I think he may have even said KFC is why we did that. Mm-hmm. But, whatever. Uh, did he submit that to the KFC marketing team to see if he can get some free chicken out of it? <laughs> I don't, he may have. He should have. 
Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to get back to him, but he sh- <laughs> they, they deserve to see it. Have you done any Big Lee's World tattoos? I've not done a Big Lee's World tattoo, but, you know, I don't think that's a bad idea for somebody to, uh, you know, if you want to see any people you get together to <laughs> be the lucky fan, the number one fan. Right. I know. Uh, or maybe you could just get your own. No, no, I'm, I'm good on that. <laughs> Get yourself tattooed on you. You know, I was excited with the Big Lee's World t-shirt, but um, I still don't know how to feel about wearing my face on myself, so. Just get the words. Big Lee's World. No. It, it is your world. Now, actually, uh, if I could find somebody to sew, so if you're listening to this and you can sew, I know you're a big fan of the, what do you call it, the pins, straight pins. But I want I have a vest that I bought one and I'm going to put that on the back patch. I got you. I've got to connect. Oh, you gotta connect? Yeah. Oh man, look at that. Well there's also a place here in town you can go to. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh 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 I have to look at it. It's so they put it's a play of words, but it's a sewing place here in town. Okay. So so or something like that, I can't remember. Um but do that. They'll hem your clothes, whatever you need. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I need to check that out because I need to get this battle vest ready. It's vest season. It is. It's always vest season. You know, get it ready so I can wear it out on February 25th for the Big Lee's belated birthday bash at the Anna Fight Underground. You can get those uh, tickets at uh, linktree forward slash uh, Fight Underground Anna. Come out and Wish me a happy belated birthday and come out meet the Necro Butcher. See some uh, barbed wire board matches, exposed turnbuckle Texas bull rope match. Exposed turnbuckle. Yeah. That's awesome. Just a bunch of cables and they do this. Well, what it is, is because uh, like the turnbuckle, where it connects, like turnbuckles where the two ropes connect and then mm-hmm. it has like a pad over it. Right. So when they hit, it, it kind of eases hurt. the bump. Yeah. No, it still hurts, trust me. Well, I mean, like the padding's like not that thick, but it still kind of eases it. So with this, you're going to take all 12 of those paddings off, and you're going to have this giant, like, uh, it's like a screw-in, so it's got like one of them like, circle hooks on it. Uh, so you're going to have those exposed. And then on top of it, they're going to be tied together with a bull rope. A Texas bull rope. Because uh, it's thicker. So it doesn't break as easy, and if they hit one another with it, it's going to make it sting even more. Because mm. we like violence at the end of Fight Underground. I like that. This should wrap up Oh, uh, we're doing a barbed wire board match. Even better. Yeah. My good friend uh, Bull Bronson is taking on Juggalo Championship Wrestling Deathmatch Legend Madman Pondo and the barbed wire boards. That's right. And then. That's awesome. You know, maybe me and Thurman will get in there and throw down in the barbed wire boards. Ooh, we get some barbed wire board across my back. Right? It'll make you feel like you're in one of the massage chairs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But no, man, like I said, I'm glad you finally got to come on here and do this with me. I appreciate you. You know, like I said, I know you're a busy man. You know, we've been trying to do this for a hot minute now. Sure. You know, we both have busy schedules. Or as you say, I, I am the person that you know the most that takes naps. You get in more naps than anyone I know. Yes. I should say they're attempts. 
Because it's usually once I lay down and try to go to sleep, the phone goes off. Or some issue comes up that I need to take a look at. And next thing I know, it's like, well, nap time's over. You taught me before this episode that this Apple phone has a switch on it that silences everything on it. Yes, when you try to take my Snapchat picture-wise on the phone call. Yes. Yes. If you, if you use that that attribute, I think you could find that you won't be awakened by messages. Unless it's just buzzing in your ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, also, like, 95% of Apple problems because, is because of sound, and it's because people have turned that silent switch on and forgot about it. Makes sense. So just make sure whenever you need sound that you turn it back on. No, my sound works. Too many sounds. I, I had to learn to figure out how to turn off a lot of these sounds. Like Terry? Like while I'm listening to music and it wants to just oh, yeah. alert me. Like Tara said, these are the sounds of the underworld. Yep. <laughs> There's like, okay, whatever. My phone is in the underworld. <laughs> Alright, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm glad you got to do this. I definitely, a little bit later, want to do it round two with you. That'd be awesome. I, but uh, once again, where can everybody find you at? You can find me. No, we mean your physical house address. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jordan. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you can find me tattooing um, at True Hand Tattoo in Sykeston, Missouri at 112 North Kings Highway. Um, you can find me on social media at Johnny T five seven three. That's J O H N N Y T five seven three. And uh, you can also find me here at B at Big Lee's Boom Boom Room uh, every other weekend because I have to pay my bills and no, I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I love Lee and um, thank you seriously. Thank you for having me on here and I hope we can have a more like sit down and have a real good secondary session because this was fun and it's my first podcast actually lee so thank you for allowing me thank you for popping your cherry yes i think that's the second you know you popped a few of my cherry i didn't know that <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that you could have so many cards uh locked up and you got me lee you know an integral part of the johnny thurman life and it, it's twisted when you write that book man I expect the whole chapter. Oh, it's gonna have to be a chapter. Just on Lee. Be like the adventures with Big Lee. But I, I'll never. I won't write that book until I'm able to try this pizza that you keep getting from Malden or wherever else it is. It well, you got kinfolk down that way. Why don't you need to stop down there and get it? They expand it through hours, like Pizza Express Pizza in Malden, Missouri. Will they be open on Christmas Eve? Probably. <laughs> That's, I'm usually down that way on holidays or mm-hmm. Sundays. Are they open on Sundays? No. See, that's the problem. That's the day of the week that close. They're God. open like 4 to 9, I think, Monday through Saturday. So, make sure when you go there, tell them that Big Lee's World sent you. Because I'm trying to get them to rename a special. Actually, I'm trying to get them to rename the pizza after me. Dang. But. You're going to have to go more than once a month or whatever, though. Yeah, that's true. I tried <laughs> to talk to the guy deliver up here because uh, he says he come. Well, he comes. He goes to Sam's Club here. Oh, and uh, I'm like, well, just bring me a pizza up here. Buys, you know, a lot of restaurants buy things at Sam's Club. I don't why because I don't feel like it's cheaper. 
if you fall. I still don't feel like it's cheaper, though. Like, I look at some of the pricing. Like, coming from working all those years in the grocery store and looking at what they are now and like looking at, like, bulk prices, it's not cheaper. I think it's just a convenience thing, and people feel like elite that I buy my stuff at Sam's Club. It doesn't matter if it's cheaper or not, but they buy their stuff at Sam's Club. Unlike you and I, who keep the Dollar General in business. But if you're buying it for business, and you're using Sam's Club for your business, then it can work out. And, you know, I mean, what's the matter if it's deductible? That's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, you know, if, if, if you're buying, you know, I don't know. I don't know all the ins and outs of that. I, I need to talk to my CPA, but I think you, <laughs> I think you could, I think, you know, you can claim some shit from uh, Sam's Club. No. Look at that. Business advice here at the Big Lee's Boom Boom Room. <laughs> How to evade taxes. Right. How to get a red flag on your LLC. Exactly. Most definitely. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you joining me here on this. I appreciate every one of you out there for listening to the Big Lee's World podcast. Mm-hmm. I know it's been a crazy 2020, and I thank you all for your support. Make sure that uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, shoot me an email at bigleesworld at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share this issue of the podcast. Make sure to uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms or check us out at BigLeesWorld.com. Go to BigLeesWorld.com and pick up that Big Lee's World t-shirt. Uh, it looks great. I've got the first shipments of them in, and they look really cool. So definitely make sure to go check that out. Once again, Thurman, I appreciate you joining us. I appreciate every one of y'all listening. I hope y'all have a happy holidays and uh Once again, we're just about finished with 2020. I appreciate all the love and support. And as always, two scoops of whoop, whoop, whoop.